Last night, the Vancouver Park Board approved public consumption of alcohol at seven beaches as part of a pilot program, which will run from June 1st to September 4th. Now, the Park Board also voted to allow public drinking permanently at 48 parks uh, across the city and, and further proof that nothing happens too quickly in this in this town. That took a two-year pilot project to get us here in 20, 2021 and 2022. Now, at the same time, uh, the park uh, approved Uh, drinking, of course. They also looked at uh, what you should be wearing at public swimming pools. They actually had to talk about a swim attire policy. Now, you have to ask yourself, why do public officials have to be debating swim attire policies? Uh, You would think that would be pretty obvious. Well, your opinion changes when you hear Park Board Commissioner Tom Digby, who recently spoke to colleague Joe Bennett last week and described how one patron entered a local pool facility. Take a listen. Well, I mean, you get the uh, uh, occasional person who uh, tends to come in, you know, rather perhaps underdressed. Uh, I I guess there is reference to uh, a known uh, person who likes to wear uh, a sock uh, and, and not on his foot. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have to have elected officials actually debate and discuss a swim attire policy. Joining me on to discuss the new policy changes is Scott Jensen, Commissioner of the Vancouver Park Board. Scott, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, as always. Thank so, you for having me. Lots to talk about here. We've got uh, a couple of big policy announcements. Let's start a little uh, with the uh, issue of attire at at. at uh, Vancouver Park Board uh, pools uh, and community centers. First and foremost, um, how difficult was this to come come up with a policy? Honestly, it the the staff came to us with a really thoroughly thought out uh, report that really covered a lot of the bases in in my perspective. And so, you know, going through it, I think it was very important for the board to. Uh, listen to the public, which was was great to to hear the the different speakers uh, share their uh, experiences using our facilities, uh, and then uh, listening to to what they said and and, and sharing our thoughts around the table uh, to really come forward with a uh, a unanimous decision to accept this um, to make sure that we were uh, really listening to the public. Though we did amend this policy to make it a a pilot project so that we can review the results of this uh, policy and look at whether or not it it can be permanent next year or whether or not there needs to be adjustments to ensure that you know those that uh, are marginalized or feel marginalized within our community uh, feel supported and feel accepted uh, in our in all of our aquatic uh, facilities mm-hmm. and just to clarify uh, swimming attire would be bathing suits swim trunks uh, t-shirts and shorts a burkini a swim hijab a rash guard and wetsuit um, and, and I guess uh, uh, in regards to what they obviously don't want to see is anything that can get very heavy when you're in the water, uh, which would include jeans and sweatpants. Staff also, to my understanding, said that uh, exposed breasts would be permitted, which I think was already there based on law, but you wanted to put it in writing? Yes. Yes. Well, and again, this uh, uh, this policy does not supersede uh, pre-existing policy in regards to um, that issue. And again, so uh, you know, this is specifically for uh, identifying you know uh, appropriate swim wear at our pools, uh, not about uh, you know whether people can and cannot swim uh, topless. Uh, I'm just curious. I quite find it quite fascinating that elected officials have to have this conversation. A lot of this should be common sense, should it not? 
Well, it, it should be. And, and really what it does come down to is ensuring that there's consistency across all of our facilities and that as a board that we're, we're taking on these difficult decisions to ensure that that's not left to individual uh, attendance at each and every one of our pools. Um, and I think that, you know, this is kind of what I was elected for. And I want to make sure that uh, the staff within our facilities feel supported and feel that uh, when they need support, that the board is there to uh, come up with policy to help support them in their day-to-day operations. And let, let's talk a little bit about uh, alcohol and uh, at the beach. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. The park board added seven beaches to the public places in Vancouver where adults uh, can drink alcohol now. That is correct. And I, and I would really direct uh, listeners to go in and look at the uh, outline that was uh, shared with the, the board last night, just for real clarification about where and how people can be responsibly uh, consuming alcohol on our beaches. Um, you know, the, the common thread is that this is just going to turn uh, our, our beaches into, you know, some sort of all-night party. But again, uh, that's not what we voted on yesterday. Um, you know, our, the, the, the policy is very clear. And again, this is a, a pilot project. So we're really um, hopeful that this is going to be successfully received across the city and that um, the, the successes that we saw with the pilot project for drinking in our parks which was overwhelmingly successful, that we'll see that same success with our, our drinking and beaches um, uh, pilot project. So right now it's Spanish Banks, uh, Jericho Beach, Locarno Beach, Kitsilano Beach, Second Beach, um, the beach at New Brighton Park, and um, a loca- location on the south side of Trout Lake. Uh, and that, when you add it with parks, I guess that increases it up to 40 uh, that are now where you can drink. And I guess that's from 11 a.m., to 9 p.m. Um, in regards to the hours for legal drinking at beaches and parks. Have you had any complaints so far, any concerns from residents about um, just this pilot project? Certainly we have heard from uh, the re- uh, some residents. It, actually, yesterday it was uh, really interesting because at the board we uh, we heard from Commissioner Digby the concern about one of the sites uh, not being actually adequately close to a washroom facility. Uh, we ended up having two speakers um, who were actually going to speak specifically that to that park in regards to how it didn't meet the criteria. So we ended up removing that specific park from the uh, permitted areas to uh, consume alcohol. Um, but outside of that, the, the the concerns that we did hear were broad-based in regards to uh, alcohol consumption uh, in and of itself. So that uh, alcohol is a, a carcinogen and therefore uh, individuals should not be consuming alcohol. Um, the direction that the board took was to um, accept um, the recommendations from staff and to move forward with this pilot project and to make the uh, parks permanent, uh, again, to recognize the desire from residents to have uh, access to their parks and enjoy them uh, responsibly in a manner that makes sense for them and not to have the park board limiting their opportunities in these parks and at these beaches. Uh, Will there be a time, do you think, where the park board could actually sell alcohol during specific hours of the day? Uh, part of our Think Big strategy, which was uh, presented to the board earlier in the year by Commissioner Howard, uh, is to explore that opportunity. So we are looking at uh, 
the possibility of including alcoholic beverages uh, at our concessions. Um, and so this is, a, again, this idea that we really want to provide a lot more service at our, uh, at our facilities and, and really make uh, the experience at a beach a lot more welcoming to, to all different types of users. Uh, now, again, I want to emphasize this does not include glass bottles at our beaches. I, again, I want to go deep into some of these finer details so that individuals understand, you know, we did listen and, and the park board uh, staff that created this uh, uh, report to us did a great job of, of listening to uh, concerns and from the community on, on what really makes sense in our in our beaches or at our beaches. Uh, uh, do you know off the top of your head how much revenue the park board actually generates roughly? Is it ten percent, twenty percent of of their budget? Uh, oh, for our budget, uh, we're responsible for about 50% of our budget. Um, so what we bring in as revenue goes towards the uh, 50% of that goes towards uh, investment back into our parks and, and our facilities. So as, as a board, um, you know, uh, we've been really looking at ways to uh, help improve those bottom lines so that we can reinvest that money back into our uh, infrastructure and so that uh, we can address the, the crumbling uh, facilities that uh, you know, we inherited and that you know the city's had to deal with for the last 50 years. Well, I, the reason I said that is just uh, the summer hot, summer months and uh, selling alcohol, I'm sure, would help uh, on the bottom line, that's for sure. They can make lots of money at the Canucks well, game and the Lions game based on what we pay for alcohol. I'm sure the park board uh, would like some yes. of that revenue too. <laughs> exactly. We hope to uh, dig into your pockets this summer and have you enjoying a, a, an uh, whatever you like at our concession stands. Again, we don't just sell alcohol. You know, ideally, we're going to hopefully sell some alcohol, but you know, there's a lot of great services being provided at our concessions right now, but certainly this will be a value add. Scott, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure.